Podmoth. Welcome back to The Future is Bright, question mark. I am Lindsay. I am Bridget. And here we are. We're here. We're here. That's we're, for sure. We're living. We're thriving. Thriving and surviving. Yeah. As always, you know. Um, nothing new. Not Just really. talked about our nails. Yeah. That's it, really. Yeah. There's nothing new. Move it closer to you. Okay. Like, the, uh, like up or down. Like this? Yeah. Okay. Do you need me to move? I'm very comfortable. No. Okay. That's why I said move it closer to you, because I knew you were moving, so. I'm very comfortable right now. We do have our new audio set up. This was, like, this last week, right? Is this episode coming up after the other one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had this one last week, so you guys can know what it sounds like. You already know. You know? It's fine. Hopefully it sounds the same. Right. I want to know what these things are for. What things? The, the They're is. what makes it go up and down. It is what makes yeah. it go up and down? Wow, mine fell off really easily before. <laughs> I don't know why. But, like, we could just not hit the table. I, right, I feel like we're at a good point right now. Yeah. We've, we've amplified it enough. It yeah. took us about 30 minutes just to put these together. <laughs> uh, I'm very proud of our purchase, though. I do believe we've had a good purchase. I think so. And it'll be helpful, like, when we're outside because, like, right. we'll be able to, like, sprawl out. Right, and... just like I'm doing right now. I'm all out right now. Exactly. You know? Um, yeah. All right. Well, I have a long case, so we should probably just start. Right, and we're just yawning already, so this will be fun. Here we go. All right. Today, we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. Hi, this is Daniel Segura, host of the Mustachioed Podcastio. You like mustaches? You like movies? You like sexy chicanos? Well, the Podcastio is the place for you. We are talking legendary mustaches from Charles Bronson to the Great Bird Reynolds to the OG Ice-T. Find the Mustachioed Podcastio anywhere you listen to podcasts. That is M-O-U-S-T-A-S-H-I-O-D Podcastio. So, <laughs> Marty's gonna love that. <laughs> Just Ew. for you, Marty. Ew. Um, okay, sorry. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> Alright, so I'm doing the Son of Sam case. Love I'm just that. gonna come out and okay. say it, because, like, whatever. Okay. Um, so, like, I'm gonna go through, like, all the killings and stuff, and then, like, I'll explain who he is. Okay. So, first gotta set the scene. Okay. New York City in the 70s is a very scary place. Oh, God. Um, oh, you know why that scares me? Why? We, we, I don't think you should put this in because I think it's inside news. My sister said Times Square is turning out back out into like... Everybody's been saying that New York City is turning into the 70s again. Yeah. Which is horrifying. Right, yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of people and there was a massive recession, like okay. countrywide. Right. But it hit the industrial part of the city hard because it was built right. on industry. Right. Um... In a plan to try and save, like, the city and, like, save money, mm-hmm. the police department cut funding to, and about, like, half of the police department was fired. Oh, that's nice. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, and we want to defund the police, right? 
We'll see where that fucking leads oh in about four seconds. Oh God. On top of that, unemployment was off the charts. Of course, yeah. Sounds familiar. This is very scary. You should probably saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm only telling you facts. <laughs> so there was a large homeless population. Okay. All of that combined led to an increase of crime. And when I say an increase of crime, I mean everything increased. Mm-hmm. So there was an increase of rape, robbery, assault, and murder. It tripled from 1970 to 1975. Wow. Yeah. There was, like, 4,000 killings in the city in one year. Oh, my God. Yeah. In one year? Yeah. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. So, buildings were also being burned down. Mm -hmm. Riots would break out. Okay. uh, And it was just a bad time. Great. And, um... Great. So... Great. A little bit reflective, Uh, but it's fine. We're moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) Hey... I mean, history repeats itself. I'll stop. I'm just saying. um, (laughs) The 70s in general, though, was just a fucking wild time. Every serial killer that's ever existed was in the fucking 70s. Well, the notable ones, anyway. Um, So, on July 28th, 1976, Donna Laurie and Jody Valenti... Um, Donna's 18, Jody was 19, mm-hmm. were parked on the side of the road in the Bronx at around 1 a.m. They were just hanging out in their car after being out, like, at a club that night, mm-hmm. and they were just talking. Donna went to open the door and leave when a man approached the car and pulled out a pistol and point-blank fired three shots at the girls. Donna was killed instantly, and Jody was shot in the thigh and survived. The third oh, wow. shot missed both of the girls. Oh, wow. Jody um, survived, like I said. Uh, she did said that she didn't know the man, but she was able to describe him as 5'8 to 5'9, about 200 pounds, short, dark, curly hair, and from this the police were able to get a sketch. Donna's father, um, as well as other neighbors in the area, had noted that there was a yellow compact car in the area right before the shootings that was unfamiliar to any of them. Mm-hmm. Um... When the police, like, found out about this, not that they didn't care what happened, but this wasn't, like... Right now, it's not... It wasn't, like, oh, shocking, somebody got shot. Right. So, they didn't really look that far into it because of everything else that was happening in the city at the time. So, a few months after that, on October 23rd, 1976, in a residential part of Queens, it was in Flushing. Okay. Um, Carl De Niro, who was 20, and Rosemary Keen, Kina, Kenna, Kina, was 18, were sitting in a parked car, um, probably, like, you know, like, making out or whatever yeah, the cool whatever kids nowadays do. Yeah. Um, when suddenly the window of the car shattered, it terrified Rosemary, so she drove away super quickly. Neither of them knew what happened, um, but they knew it wasn't good, so they went and they got help. Neither of them realized that, um... Both of them had been shot. What? And that Carl had been shot in the head. Oh my god. When they got help, the officer was like, do you want me to call your parents to Carl? And Carl was like, no, as long as I'm home by a certain time, like, it's fine. And the cop was like, dude, you've been shot in the head. Yeah. Like, you're not going home, you're going to the hospital. Oh my god. So probably just because they were so, like, yeah, like amped up. freaked out that they didn't yeah, even realize. Yeah, this is 19 what? Uh... 76. I wonder if my mom remembers. My mom remembers yeah. this. My mom was young. She was only, like, 
11. 8 or 9. Yeah. But my, she remembers it happening. Yeah, I don't know how old my mom was, but my mom lived in Flushing. Really? So, yeah. So oh. they lived in the house of my grandpa. Oh. So, I should ask her. You should. I'm gonna she ask probably her remembers. I'm sure she does. Um, so, the car that they were sitting in was shot at point blank. Carl suffered a shot to the head and needed a metal plate in his skull. Oh, God. And Rosemary wasn't shot at all. She just had cuts from the glass and both right. survived, but neither of them saw who did okay. it. Obviously. Alright. So just a random person killing people. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love that. So the police looked more into this shooting because Rosemary's father was a veteran police detective oh, for the NYPD. Of course. Uh, so the police searched the car and found a forty four caliber bullet, which is very large. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. it's a big-ass bullet. Yeah, because the twenty twos are what you normally hear. Yeah, about. and to be shooting it point-blank at somebody yeah. is, like, crazy. Yeah. Uh, so they determined that um, there didn't seem to be a motive for the shooting, much like the first shooting. And the situations were very similar, but they didn't connect the two cases because they were in different boroughs, so they were handled by different precincts. So, jumping to November 27th, two days after Thanksgiving of the same year, Mm -hmm. Donna DeMassey, who was 16, and Joanne Lamoni, who was 18, Mm -hmm. were walking home from the movies at around midnight. Oh, God. Um, They got back to Joanne's house, and they were just hanging out on the front porch in Floral Park. Oh, boy. (laughs) When a man approached the girls and started asking for directions. Before he even finished um, asking for the directions, he pulled out a gun and shot both of the girls. He hit them and the apartment building as well. A neighbor ran out because they heard gunshots, Mm -hmm. and they recalled a blonde man running away with a gun. Oh, Donna was shot in the neck but lived, and Joanne was shot in the back and was ultimately paralyzed, but also lived. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So then, on January, again, like, we're not connecting the right. crimes yet because, right. like, well, yeah, the, you know. It's also said, they said blonde. Didn't yeah. The others mm-hmm. brown. Exactly. So from that, they also got a composite sketch of that guy as well. Right. On January 30th, 1977. Okay. At around 12.40 a.m., Christine Frenfrieden, who was 26, and John Deal, who was 30, were sitting near the Forest Hills train station in Queens. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were getting ready to go see a movie, um, or they were coming back for a movie. Suddenly, there were three shots fired into the car. John startled, obviously. Yeah. He drove away quickly to get help. He only had superficial injuries from the glass breaking, but Christine was shot twice and died in the hospital oh, later. That's sad. After the shooting, the police officially announced that they think that other cases, the Might ones that touched. were similar, right. um, may be associated with each mm-hmm. other. They announced that all the victims were shot with a forty four caliber bullet and all of the shootings they seem to be going after young girls with short or with um, I'm sorry, with long or shoulder length hair. Wow. Um, with dark hair as well. Mm-hmm. Going back to when Carl was shot, they think that the shooter accidentally mistook him for a girl because he had shoulder-length oh, brown shit. hair. Okay. Um, Sergeant Rickard... Rickard? That's a good one. Richard. Okay. <laughs> Sergeant Richard Colonel released two different sketches because there were two different descriptions right. of the guy. Yeah, one with blonde. And one with brown hair. Right. Yeah. He also noted that they were looking for more than one person at the time because there was two right. different sketches. Um, on March 8th, 1977, Virginia 
Volkercini, who's 19. There's a lot of Jewish names, so, like... Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and she ran into an armed man. She was shot in the head and killed. Oh, no. Um, at this point, the media was, like, crazy around this whole thing. Of course. Um, they had dubbed the person of interest the 44 caliber killer. Mm-hmm. That's probably the name your mom would remember. Yeah. If she rem- I mean, she, she's gonna know. I'm she's sure, yeah. Him, but, like, that was in the newspapers at first. Yeah. Um, and the public was absolutely terrified. Of course. It was said that the night streets uh, in Queens, the Bronx, were, like, kind of empty, which right. wasn't common because it was the right. 70s, so everybody 70s, was out. Yeah. Um, girls were going to salons and getting their hair cut shorter I and would dyed different colors. Um, young kids were no longer hanging outside or in parked cars, um, and the main, the, just, just, like, a side note, the main papers that were reporting at the time were the Daily News, the New York Post, and the New York Times, so okay. those were, like, the three okay. newspapers. Got it. So, jumping a little bit further to April 17th, 1977, okay. Alexander So, who was 20, and Valentina Sherini, who was 18, were sitting in a car along the Hutchison River Parkway, like, on a service road mm-hmm. in the Bronx. Um, someone nearby heard four shots go off, and when the police arrived, they found the two both shot in the head. Valentino was shot once in the head and died at the scene. Alexander was shot in the head twice and died at the hospital. Alexander, so he was a man, a boy? Yeah. Okay. And they were both shot with forty-four caliber bullets. Okay. So, at this crime scene, the police found a letter written by the forty-four caliber oh, killer. Nice. And it was addressed to the NYPD captain at the time, and this is what it said. Oh, I'm scared. It's long. Okay. And there's a lot of spelling mistakes. Okay. It says... spell out the spelling mistakes? Yeah, I'll spell them. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, it said, I am de- deeply hurt by you calling me a woman hater. Woman was spelled W-E-M-O-N. Oh. Um, be- this, he said this because the police had said that they thought the killings were done by somebody who was sexually right. frustrated. Right. Um... So, I am deeply hurt by your calling me a woman hater. I am no, but I am a monster. I am, quote, the son of Sam. I am a little brat. When when Father Sam gets drunk, he gets mean. He beats his family. Sometimes he ties me up to the back of the house. Other times he locks me in the garage. Sam loves to drink blood. Go out and kill, he commands Father Sam. Behind our house, some rests. Mostly young, raped, and slaughtered. Their blood drained, just bones now. Papa Sam keeps me locked in the attic, too. I can't get out, but I look out the attic window and watch the world go by. I feel like an outsider. I am on a different wavelength than everybody else programmed to kill. However, to stop me, you must kill me. Attention, police. Shoot me first, shoot me to kill, or else. Keep out of my way, or you will die. With an exclamation point. Wow. Papa Sam is old now. He needs some blood to preserve his youth. He has had too many heart attacks. Too many heart attacks. Ugh, me heart hurts, sonny boy. But it's spelled like, ugh, me heart is H-O-O-T. And then it hurts is, hurts is spelled U-R-T-S. And then sonny is spelled S-O-N-N-Y. Oh, okay. I miss me I miss my pretty princess most of all. She's resting in our ladies, but I'll see her soon. I am the monster, Beelzebub, the chubby behemoth. I love to hunt, prowl the streets looking for fair game tasty meat. 
The women of Queens are the prettiest of all, but the is just Z. Like, our Z prettiest. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I must be... It, I, it must be the water they drink. I live for the hunt. My... I live for the hunt my life. Blood for Papa. Mr. Borlini, which was the captain of the police department. Okay. Sir, I don't want to kill anyone... I don't want to kill anyone, no sir. No more, but I must. Honor thy father. I want to make love to the world. I love people. I, I don't belong on earth. Return me to yahoos. To the people of Queens, I love you. I want to wish you all a happy Easter. May God bless you in this life and in the next, and for now I say goodbye and good night. Police let me haunt you with these words. I'll be back. I'll be back. To be interpreted as bang, 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 bank, bang, ugh. Yours in murder, Mr. Monster. Excuse bless me. You. Sorry. What the hell is that? Yeah. Wow. So that was what was written. Okay. All right. <laughs> Long well. Note. So. I, can't, I don't even know where to start with that. Yeah. He's obviously mentally disturbed. Uh, seems to be. Yeah. Just yeah. a little bit. So, at this time, psychology was coming, like, a pretty big thing because serial killers were becoming right. more popular, right. which is, like, weird. So, psychologists thought that this letter, uh, really meant that the killer gets gratification out of feeling like they're in control. Mm-hmm. Like, they're controlling the police, the media, the public. Makes sense. Uh, because he addresses all of them right. in the letter. Right. Uh, the police released a psycholo- uh, psychological profile of him mm. on May 26, 1977. Uh, it said that he was probably neurotic, probably had paranoid schizophrenia, and believed himself to be possessed by a demon. Okay. Which makes sense. Yeah. But can he also just be someone who's actually literally locked up and... I mean, he could be. Right. Hypothetically. Yeah. Um... Just a side note, you gotta be really sad to give yourself, like, your own nickname. Yeah. Like, he literally said, I am the son of Sam. Yeah. Like, ew. I mean, see, in my head, I'm sitting here logically, and I'm like, what if his dad's name is Sam? Yeah. And what if his dad locks him up? Locks him up, yeah. Right. Like, you don't know. You don't know. No, not at all. Yeah. So, um, the letter wasn't released to the public in its entirety, but parts of it did get out to the media, and then that's when the media really ran with the Son of Sam name. Okay. Because it was like, right. oh. Catchy. It was like, oh, Son of Sam, like, that's, right. yeah. Right, so well, on he May, also gave himself, gave himself his own name. Yeah, so. he did, like, BTK, yeah. Right. Um, so on May 30th, 1977, Jimmy Breslin, who was a writer for the Daily News, got a letter from someone claiming to be the 44 caliber killer. Okay. This is what it said. Oh, God. <clears throat> this is another long one, so. <laughs> Good, love that. Alright, so it said, Hello from the gutters of New York City, which are filled with dog manure, vomit, stale wine, urine, and blood. Hello from the sewers of New York City, which swallow up these delicacies, when they are washed away by the sweeper truck. Hello from the cracks in the sidewalk of NYC, and from the ants that dwell in these cracks and feed on the dried blood of the dead that has settled into the cracks. JB, I'm just dropping you a line to let you know that I appreciate your interest in those recent and horrendous 44 killings. I also want to tell you that I read your column daily. I read your column daily and find it quite informative because he read he wrote like a yeah. column in the newspaper. Yeah. Tell me, Jim, what do you have for July 29th? K 
Can you forget about me if... Hmm. Can you forget about me if you like because I don't care for publicity? However, you must not forget Donna, and you cannot let the people forget either. She was a very, very sweet girl, but Sam's a thirsty lad, and he won't let me stop killing until he gets his fill of blood. Wow. Mr. Breslin, sir, don't think that because you haven't heard from me for a while that I went to sleep. No, rather I am still here, like a spirit roaming the night, thirsty, hungry, seldom stopping to rest, anxious to please Sam. I love my work. Now, the void has been filled. Perhaps we shall meet face to face someday, or perhaps I will be blown away by the cops with, the, with smoking 38s. Whatever. If I shall be fortunate enough to meet you, I will tell you all about Sam, if you would like, and I will introduce you to his name. His name is Sam the Terrible. Not knowing what the future holds, I shall say farewell, and we'll see you on the next job. Or should I say you will see my handiwork at the next job? Remember Miss Donna. Thank you. In their blood and in their blood and from the gutters, Sam's creation, forty four, here are some names to help you along. Forward them to the inspector for use of NCIC, the Duke of Death, the wicked King Wicker, the twenty two disciples of hell, John Wheaties, rapist and suffocator of young girls. P.S. Please inform all of the detectives working the slain, the slain to remain. P.S. J.B. Please inform all of the detectives working the case that I wish them the best of luck. Keep them digging. <coughs> Drive on. Think positive. Get off your butts. Knock on the coffins, etc. Upon my capture, I promise to buy all the guys working the case a new pair of shoes if, if I can get up the money. Son of Sam. What the hell? Isn't that like a It show? sounds much different, though, from the first letter. Kind of does. Yeah. So at this... At the end of this letter, it's signed Son of Sam, mm -hmm. and there's, like, a little symbol at the bottom of okay. the Son of Sam. That's okay. the symbol, and that's his handwriting. Oh, boy. I'll post it on our okay. Instagram. But okay. that's what it looked like. Okay. So that also became, like, pretty popular. The pretty, yeah. Like, the symbol mm -hmm. itself. So. That looks familiar to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you'd think that if you just got a letter from a fucking probably serial killer. Right. That you'd be like, oh, probably should take this to the police. Well, any normal person, yeah. Yeah. So that. Um, not Jimmy, though. Oh, okay. He was like, oh, I'm gonna publish this in a newspaper first, and then I'll take mm -hmm. it to the police. That's what, that's what all journalists are. It's yeah. so annoying. So, the, like, the public, like, the public, not the public, the media in this case was absolutely batshit mm -hmm. fucking crazy. You would have thought that, like, somebody was going to give them gold if they, like, right. wrote stories about this. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Well, because they're going to get money that way. Yeah, it's insane. Lots of people are want to know about Son of Sam. Yeah, so they were, like, super desperate, but that's exactly what he did. He published it in the newspaper, front front page of the fucking newspaper, the whole and letter. And then called the cops. And then gave it to the what cops. An asshole. Like, okay, homie. Yeah. So, on June 26, 1977, Sal Lupo and Judy Placido... Uh, had left Elephas Dis Discotheque in Bayside, Queens. Which, by the wow, way, what a name. I was watching a documentary about this with my parents this weekend, okay. which okay. is why I did this research. Right. And my dad used to go to Elephas. He used to go to the disco? Back in the day. My dad was a disco guy. Oh, shit. I could see that. Yeah, I it was totally weird. see that. Yeah. yeah. 
So he used to go to this club. Not quite at this time, because my dad would have been, like, 13 at this time. Uh, yeah, no. But not much after this happened. Right. Because my dad started going to clubs at, like, 14. Right. So, like... Yeah. A hundred percent. Isn't that weird that it's so close? I... The one... Once you said Flushing, I was like, oh, shit, that's, like, Flushing, Floral Park, and Bayside. Yeah. That's... Right. Flushing and Bayside are very close together. So. Yeah, they're right next to each other. Yeah. They're both in Queens, so... Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, they were sitting outside the club... They were sitting at their car, casually actually talking about the Son of Sam case. Oh, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. When three gunshots were fired into the window. Sal was shot in the right arm, and Judy was shot in the right temple, shoulder, and neck. Uh, they both survived the shooting, but they didn't see the shooter. God. So, the anniversary of the sh- first shooting mm-hmm. was coming up, and the police department really prepared for it. So, on the night of the 28th into the 29th of July... Mm-hmm. Um, they thought that the son of, son of Sam was going to strike again because of that his ego. Sense. Yeah. And because he had, in the letter to Jimmy, said, like, oh, are you ready for the mm-hmm. 29th? Right. Um, the NYPD had cops everywhere in Queens and the Bronx. Um, they pretty much had every cop in the entire city working that night. Mm-hmm. They were pulling people over, searching cars. Um, in the documentary I watched, a cop goes up to, like, these three kids and he was like, hey, are you guys cops? And they were like, no. And he was like, oh, then get out of here. Like, which just shows that, like, they didn't even know, like... Who was who? Who was a cop and who wasn't because right. there were so many right. of them. Um, so the night of the 28th came into the 29th. Right. Passed. Nothing, nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing happened. Huh. However, on July 31st, 1977... Okay. Stacy Moskowitz and Robert Valenti mm-hmm. were sitting in a car parked near uh, Bath Beach. Uh, no, parked in a park. Sitting English in a car near a park in Bath Beach, Brooklyn. Okay. On their first date. Oh, it's sad. They were doing some stuff oh. uh, when shots were fired through the window of the car. Both of them were shot in the head. Robert lost his left eye because of oh, it, God. and Stacy had died in the hospital later. Oh, shit. So. Imagine they both died in a very compromising position, and the cops had to find them. That would suck. <laughs> no, wouldn't it? I don't know why I was just thinking about that. <laughs> That'd be mighty unfortunate. Yeah, because you said they were doing things they shouldn't have done. Yeah. Well, not that shouldn't have done, but, like, well, you know, they were doing yeah, some stuff. Yeah, okay. Well. Wink, wink. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Alright, so. That was the last person that was shot in this oh, case. Okay. We're gonna jump back a little bit. Okay. So, um, we're gonna jump back to June. Okay. Of the same year, so nineteen seventy-seven. Got it. June. A man named Jack Cassara, mm-hmm. who lived in New Rochelle, got a really weird letter in the mail from somebody with the last name Carr that lived in Yonkers. The letter had a picture of a German shepherd, and the letter said, Dear Jack, I'm sorry to hear about about that fall you took from your roof on your house. I just wanted to say I'm sorry, but sure it won't be long until you feel much better, healthy, well, and strong. Please be careful next time. Since you're going to be confined for a long time, let us know if, San, if Nan needs anything. Sincerely, Sam and Francis. So, um... I'm sorry, that's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So, Cassara, like, Jack didn't fall from a roof. Oh. At all. Okay. He wasn't hurt. He was super confused about why he got the sweater. Right. yeah. And he had no idea, like, who Sam or Francis were. Oh, love that. Okay. So, Jack calls, like, finds out who Sam and Francis are. Right. 
calls them and was like, what the fuck is this? How does he know, find out who they are? I don't know. Okay. Sam, they knew his last name. Right. Sam Carr. True. Francis That's Carr. true. Okay. Um, and, um, the car said that they had got strange letters, um, also about their dog, because they got the picture of a German yeah. Shepherd, and their dog had been shot. Oh, no. And Sam told him that there was a German Shepherd that was shot in their area. So, Carr had a daughter named Wheat, and she knew the officers from, like, officers from being a dispatcher, so she was like, yo, look into this, this is weird. Yeah. So, a little while later, Jack's son remembered that a guy who had rented a room in their house of, uh, for, like, a little while in 1976... Never went back to get his security deposit when he had left, and he also had a problem with their dog. Oh, no. He remembered this, um, I the guy's... I that dogs die. He remembered this guy being oh, named... <laughs> he remembered this guy being named David Berkowitz. Oh, wait, why does that name sound familiar? Because. Okay. So, the police in Yonkers and New Rochelle promised that they'd look into, like, what this letter right. is or whatever. Um, so... I didn't really put this together at first, but, like, a guy named Sam, David's neighbor, son of Sam. Oh, shit. Okay. Wait. It promised it's relevant. It doesn't sound relevant right now, but it is. Okay. Okay. So, on August 3rd, 1977, the Yonkers police started to discuss the letters that the cars and the Caceres had got Mm -hmm. and the dog situation. Right. Um... They didn't want to seem as they were trying to do the work of the detectives of the actual Son of Sam case. Right. So, they just kind of, like, did it by themselves type situation. Yeah. Um, so they just ran the name David Berkowitz through their system. Mm -hmm. And they noticed that, um, David was about the same size, age, height, and build that the witness described as Son of Sam. Okay. So, they looked into him further and figured out that he probably did have a gun of some sort because he did work for a security company at one point. yeah. But he had quit in July of 1976, the same time the murder started. Oh, shit. So, um, a lady named Cecilia Davis was walking her dog past the scene where Stacy was killed. Oh my god. And she saw an officer putting a ticket on a car that was near a fire hydrant. A few seconds after the cop had left, a man walking by the car had kind of, like, just stared at her. Right. She was like, what the fuck? Because he right. had a dark object in her hand, oh which she god. described. She ran into her house and heard shots behind her as she got into the house. This lady waited a whole four days to go to the cops. Why? I don't know. Um, and the cops then checked every car that was given a ticket that day. David Berkowitz's car was one of the cars that they had checked. The NYPD called the Yonkers police to schedule an interview with David. Right. Um, the one who took this call was Wheat Carr, who is Sam's daughter, and the sister of John and Michael Carr those names are important. Okay, got it. Um, and just think that John and Michael Carr were Mm -hmm. literally the sons of Sam. Oh, shit, yeah, okay, okay. So now the NYPD is calling the Yonkers police about David because 
you know, of this whole ticket thing. And the Yonkers police already had been suspicious of David, so now they decided to tell the NYPD, hey, listen, we may be, like, dealing with, like, this this guy is the son of Sam. So on August 10th, 1977, the police go to David's car that was parked outside of the apartment building where he lived. They saw a gun in the back seat. They searched the car and found a duffel bag with ammunition, maps of the crime scene, and letters addressing the police department. Oh, wow. They searched the car without a warrant. Aww. So the cops thought this was a good idea to wait for him to come out of the building because A, they didn't know what he looked like. Right. B, they didn't want to put themselves in a dangerous situation, and C, they didn't have a warrant to go anywhere. Right. So they waited till he came out around 10 a.m. and got into his car. I mean, 10 p.m., sorry. Mm-hmm. And then he got into his car. Police approached the car and held a gun to him from either side of the car, um, and when David realized what was happening, he replied, quote, well, you got me. Oh. Detectives said that they remember the smile on his face. The exchange that they had goes as follows. The officer says, now that I've got you, who have I got? He goes, you know. The officer goes, no, I don't. You tell me. Uh, he goes, Sam. And then the officer goes, you're Sam. Sam who? And then David goes, Sam. David Berkowitz. What? It's like, okay. Um, the police then searched the apartment. They ordered a search warrant, but at the time that he came out of his apartment, they didn't have it yet. So I don't know if they searched the apartment with or without the warrant. Uh-huh. I'm going to go ahead and say that they probably didn't. Sorry, that fell on the floor. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that they probably but didn't have it. Okay. Um, but when they searched it, they allegedly found satanic graffiti on the walls. Okay. Diaries and stenographer notebooks where he had written about arsons that he claimed to have done. Okay. So he was arrested. Obviously. Taken to the Yonkers police station and then was taken to the 65th precinct where the task force was located. Wow. Uh, so David didn't really talk after he was arrested, um... The mayor at the time went to go see David himself, but he didn't, like, say anything. Like, David didn't say anything. Right. Um, but then the the mayor did make a statement saying that they believed that the son of Sam was caught. Wow. Uh, the media was insane, and of they were course. so mad that they didn't get to take pictures of David as he was going of to the precinct. Of course, yeah. That's, like, the one picture that you always see. And literally, in, like, the documentary, like, like... One of the, like, cops or whoever is screaming at the media, like, fuck off, fuck you, right, like, yeah. if you want to get a picture of him, you should have been standing outside two right. hours ago, like, this right. is not my problem, like, right. I have something bigger to deal with here. Yeah. He was so mad. Of course. Um, okay, so who is David Berkowitz? Yes. He was born Richard David Falco on June 1st, 19, 1953 in Brooklyn, New York. So literally nothing like Berkowitz. Yeah. So his mother, Betty, grew up in a very poor... Uh, like, Jewish neighborhood, like, okay. family, and married his father, Tony Fal- uh, Falco. Okay. But they soon divorced four years later after... I'm sorry, Tony wasn't his father. That's a, that's a typo. Tony wasn't his father. Okay. So they just got married. Right. And then they divorced four years later after Tony had left for somebody else. Oh. Betty then married a, name named jo- a guy named Joseph. Mm-hmm. Then she became pregnant three years after they got married. But David got the last name of the first guy she married. Why? I don't know. Okay. So a few days later, after David was born, she gave him away. Oh. So there's no solid reason as to this, but it's speculated because Joseph threatened to leave her if she kept the kid. Wow. That's terrible. 
So David was adopted by Pearl and Nathan Berkowitz. Oh. And they changed his name to David Richard Berkowitz. Uh, He had a somewhat troubled childhood. He was smart but didn't act on it. He was fascinated with starting fires and petty theft. Mm. He was often called a bully and a problem by neighbors. Uh, His mother died when he was 14 due to breast cancer. Oh, that's terrible. And in... Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I dropped my wall ball behind the couch. (laughs) I talked to baby voice because I felt bad that I dropped it. Do you want to go get it? No, it's okay. Are you sure? Yeah, it's really just a distraction for me. I keep putting it on top of my head. Okay. That's how it fell off the couch. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Are you sure you don't want to get it? Yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. It really was just distracting me. I was playing with it. It's just a distraction. <laughs> you always play with your wife. I know, <laughs> it's so bad. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, in 1971, at age 17, he joined the army. He served in Fort Knox in South Korea. He had an honorable discharge oh, in 1974. Good. And when he got out, he decided he wanted to find his birth mother, and he did. Mm-hmm. And she told him about his birth, which really upset him because he felt abandoned. Later, psychologists said that this could have caused some serious damage and made him snap because he, like, no longer had a sense of identity. All that shit. Yeah. So he worked for a taxi company for a while, worked as a security officer for a while. At the time that he was caught, he worked for the post office. Oh, okay. So on August 11th, after literally, like, 30-minute conversation with detectives, he confessed to the shootings and he said that he wanted to plead guilty. Oh, David claimed that his neighbor's dog was one of the reasons he killed people, saying that the dog wanted blood of young, pretty girls. He had claimed that Sam, that the Sam in his letters was Sam Carr, and that the dog that was possessed by a demon told him to kill people, and that dog belonged to Sam. Oh, wow, so he's got mental issues. So, this wow. got out to the media, and the media ran with Crazy. that the, to- the dog told him to do it. Right, yeah, of yeah. course. So then, David wrote a letter to the New York Post on September 19th, 1977, mm-hmm. kind of talking about the dog thing, and then also stated in the letter, quote, there are other sons of Sam's, God help the world. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That's he so later, sad. uh, he goes back on what he said and said that the demon dog thing was, he just made it up, right. but of I'll talk course. about that later. Yeah. So he had a bunch of psych tests to make sure that he was good to stand trial, and he was. A hmm. uh, lawyer tr- still tried to enter a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity, but it wasn't the court that denied this. It was David that said he refused to plea really? um, not guilty. Wow. Yeah, so he pled guilty to all of the shootings on May 8th, 1978. Uh, two weeks later, at his sentencing, he caused a scene, tried to get away, and jump out a window. God. He screamed, quote, Stacy was a whore, I'd kill her again, I'd kill them all again. Oh my god. Yeah, so. And, like, Stacy's parents were, like, in, in the room. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, so, before his sentencing could, like, go through, the court ordered another psych evaluation, which he passed and yes. was fine to stand trial. Right. On June 12th, he was sentenced to 25 years to life for each of the murders. Wow. Yeah, I How think there was people? eight. Oh, shit. Yeah. So he's in, like, in for good. Yeah. So, I'm gonna, like, sum this up a little bit. Okay. And then get into, like, why this is, like, a weird okay. case. Got it. So, he became an evangelical Christian in prison. 
and never wanted to go by Son of Sam again, but instead went by Son of Hope. Oh my god. He was and still is involved in the pr- prison's ministry and counsels Im- inmates that are struggling. Okay. He did end up getting a degree from for college. Mm-hmm. Um, he was entitled to a parole hearing after 25 years because he pled guilty, but he never really had interest in getting out. In 2002, David sent a letter to the governor saying that he thinks the hearing should be canceled for his, like, parole. Oh, okay. He said, quote, In all honesty, I believe that I deserve to be in prison for the rest of my life. I have, with God's help, long ago come to terms with my situation and have accepted my punishment. Wow. Okay. Um, Good for him. Yeah, he had his trial anyway because he literally right. had to. Yeah. Um, but was rejected, was ejected again in 2018, and then the next hearing was supposed to be in 2020, but Rona. Because of COVID, yeah. Yeah. Right. So he's still alive, like, he's oh, still he's dead. still kicking. Yeah, he's okay. still there. Alright. Um, okay. Wow. So the reason why this is, like, weird case is because he may or may not, there's no proof, there's no denial, been involved in a cult. Oh, what? So there is a claim, a theory whatever you want to call it, still going on. Okay. That mainly is facilitated by this investigative journalist named Maury Terry, and that's what the documentary, it's called it's Sons on. of Sam, is about. Oh, shit. It's on Netflix. It's, like, four episodes. It's about, like, him and, like, what he right. talked about. Is it good? I thought it was good. Okay. I think that part, I'll talk about it, but yeah. I think parts of it were, like, a big stretch. Oh. Like, he dedicated his whole life to this, like, pretty much, right. like, his yeah. entire career, career since the 70s up until he died right. in 2015. Right. So, oh, like, God. I think it reached a point where he was just looking to right. find something, right, right, right. and I think it gets, like, obvious, oh, but, like, I summed it up because I was not, like, summing up the whole, yeah, like, documentary because no. it was crazy. Yeah. But, so, David apparently claimed to have been in a satanic cult. That involved Sam Carr and his sons, John and Michael Carr. Um, there is a claim that David was not the only person involved in the killings. Okay. So that's what this is, like, involved Right. In. So, I feel like it makes a little bit of sense, considering David call, called himself the son of Sam and made reference to what Sam does. Right. These references were close to what John and Michael Carr, the literal sons of Sam, had gone through in real life. John and David went to school together, and it was alleged that John and Michael were abused by Sam when they grew up. There were even claims that they were locked in the attic and that they were beaten, which were both things that were written in the first letter. Yeah. So... Um, so Maury Terry decided to really look into the connection further and further and found out um, that, like, the, the cars and David lived, like, down the street from each other, um, and there was a place by, like, in the middle of where they Mm -hmm. both lived called the Devil's Cave, and it was allegedly a place where a cult called the Children met. Oh, nice. Um, sorry, there were dead dogs and blood leading (gasps) to this cave. I said sorry. Oh, (laughs) God. That's so sad. Like a walkway of dead dogs? Literally. That's terrible. Yeah. Wow. And Terry seemed to have think that there was some way that David and the cars could have been involved in that. Okay. Um, it is strange, though, because David, when David was arrested, Terry was going to look into this, like, whole car theory thing, Mm -hmm. and he found out that John ended up dead in North Dakota, 
And Michael was also killed in a car crash. Oh, God. So, like, after after David was arrested, John ended up dead and Michael ended up dead. So, like, that's kind of weird. That's a little sketch. Yeah. So, this is odd again because in 1979, David mailed a book about witchcraft to the police in North Dakota. Okay. About... Um, like, it was, like, underlined passages and notes written mm-hmm. about a case that was happening in North Dakota. God. Um, and they thought, Terry thought that this was, like, somehow connected to the Son of Sam and the cult. Right. Uh, the murder that happened in North Dakota was famous because it was a young girl named Arliss Perry. She was 19. She was mm-hmm. murdered and found in the chapel of her campus. Oh my god. She was abused and, like, right. and killed, obviously. Right. Um, David had mentioned this case in other letters, but local police in 2004 believed that the cases had nothing to do with one another, mm-hmm. and the case was actually solved in 2018. Oh, shit, so it wasn't have anything to do with that. Yeah, I mean, he, Terry still thinks it was, but, like... Right, you don't know for sure. He also somehow connected this to the Manson family. Oh, God. And, like, he, that's where he started to lose me. Right, because that's, like, a whole other story. Where, like... He connected, like, David to knowing the same people that were in the Manson family, and somehow that the Manson family was connected to David. It was very confusing. Yeah, that's what it sounds. I didn't buy it much, but, you know, yeah. whatever. I don't. I would not buy that at all. Yeah. How does that even make sense? I don't know. But in 1993, uh, there was an interview with, uh, that Maury did with David. Okay. And he... Uh, um, Berkowitz told Terry that he only actually killed three of the victims, mm-hmm. and that there were other shooters involved, however, he was present at all of the shootings. Okay. Um, the interview's online, you can go watch it, like, it's, yeah. like, a Is thing. Yeah, it creepy? Not really. really. David, like, talks, like, very proper. Oh. And, like, like, matter-of-fact, almost. Right. Um, he, but, like, the interview is, like... It annoyed me, like, watching it, because it showed it on, like, the documentary. Because Maury would be like, oh, I know that there was three other people involved in this case, so how many other people were involved? Right. And then David would be like, oh, there was three. But he, like, he, like, asked the question, but answered it before Before he could ask He asked it. Wait, what? So he would say, he literally goes at one point, he goes... Oh, I know there were three other people involved, so were there three other people involved? Oh, that's so stupid. It's like you're- trying to trick him. You're, like, asking for an answer. Um, so David did name the other people that were involved in the shootings and in the cult. Oh, God. Who were John and Michael Carr. Oh, shit. But again, he asked it in a way that was like, oh, so John and Michael Carr were involved in the cult. But who was- So were they involved in this cult? And you're like, okay. It's like- Okay, but, like... But, like, are you really? Were you really? Like, did... Right. Or were you... And, like... Right. Yeah, so he wrote a book, and so, like, could David have just read the book? Right. 100%. Like, so, um... So why even, like, question this at all if it seems to, like, not really be right. leading anywhere? Maury wasn't the only person that didn't like the single shooter theory. Okay. And the main reason for this is because there were three different types of cars that were described at the scene... Five different subject descriptions, all having completely different faces, heights, body shape, oh, hair, shit. all of that. So, people were like, okay, but, like, how could people, like, get five different people out of this one? And I personally don't think any of the sketches no. that were, that were like, yeah. had looked like David. No. I don't think so. Uh-uh. Um, 
So people supported the multiple shooter theory, but not necessarily the cult theory. Right. Because there was just no way to prove right. that he was in a cult. Right. Um, I feel like he would also be more open about it if he wasn't one. Yeah, and he takes back the whole, like, oh, yeah, I was in a cult thing. Because like, right. he said, like, oh, uh, yeah, sure, I was in a cult. But he takes it back. Right. So, like, yeah. do I... Uh, well, you have to I don't know. Believe, believe. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, uh, Terry ended up writing a book. It's called The Ultimate Evil. He dedicated his whole career to this. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted to prove the satanic cult theory um, so bad. In right. 1996, the case was reopened and looked over again, trying to prove new things, new evidence, new theories, cults, mm-hmm. more than one shooter, or whatever the fuck. Uh, but no new evidence was found, nothing has been done, the case is still open, Wow. and Maury Terry is dead, but the people oh. that worked with him and worked on the case are mm. still looking into this, like, Oh my god, thing. really? Yeah. So, like I said before... David took back everything that he said about the cult claims. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he just made it up, like, it's not, it wasn't right. true. And one of the, like, detectives said um, that, quote, When they talked to David Berkowitz that night, he recalled everything, step by step by step. This guy 100% recalled, uh, 1,000% recalled, and that and that's it. The He's the guy, there's nothing else to look at. Yeah, 100%. Another yeah. reason why they thought that, like, this was an odd case, like, because the police department kind of just, like, oh, we caught him, that's it, it's right. done. And they tend to do that. They do, and I think that it was especially, like, I, I could see there being more than one shooter, and I think that the police department rushed it because of everything that was happening in the yeah. 70s at that time. They were trying to make the police department look like good yeah. guys. Right. And after they closed the case, there was the most amount of promotions in the NYPD that there's been, like, ever. Wow. Up until the 70s. Wow. Because of this case. So it was like, the the police were the heroes because they- because they solved the Because they solved this case that was so scary, but, like, you know, the years prior to that, they were the bad guys because crime was up, God knows. Like, so that's another reason- I can see there being more than one shooter, but at the same time, like... I can't. He literally confessed doing it, so... Yeah. And, like, like was so... But then, but then on the other side of the coin of that is, like, did he confess because he was in a cult and he had to protect the cult? I don't know. I don't think of it that way. I don't know. He's a very scary-looking man. He looks like, um... Uh, George Costanza. <laughs> yeah, he does. Films. He does. He's like a big, like, like dopey looking yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And he's still alive to this day, yeah. right? And he doesn't give any ex- explanation as why he did it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yeah. Well. The dog made him do it. Yeah, that's like really scary to me to think about. But that whole concept in itself, like people being able to speak to animals, scares the hell out of me. Yeah. I don't know how that's a thing. Me either. I mean, I don't really think they can. Well, like, when I went to see that psychic medium that spoke about my cat. Okay. (laughs) I didn't believe it either, but he literally named my pet hamster that I had in sixth grade by his name. What's the hamster's name? Chocolate Chip. Or some bullshit like that. I mean... And my mom and I were talking beforehand, before we went to this thing... And my mom was like, watch, and it was right after my cat died, I was so sad, and my mom was like, watch him bring up, like, chocolate chip, or whatever the fuck, what was his name? 
You don't even fucking remember. I don't remember his name, but I got him for Christmas one year. So it wasn't you chocolate don't... chip. Because my mom, my mom knew. Oh, okay. My mom was like, if he brings up this, like, hamster, I'm gonna literally kill myself. <laughs> and he, like, brought him up. He had a wire like, on you guys before him. I'm sure. I'm 100% sure, because I don't believe that's, I don't know, it's hard to believe, but I would like to know what my cat's thinking at any given moment. Oh, I mean, yeah, I would, if what, I, could you imagine what goes through Rue's head? Uh, no, it would be squirrel, 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 <laughs> like, that's what I assume. Like, oh, oh, somebody's here, somebody's yeah. here, somebody's yeah. here. <laughs> Especially with Rue, like, she's just very, like, energetic and, like, yeah. yeah, I could see that. Be the same like thought over and over. Oh and over my god, again. yeah. She's like, oh yeah, pet me, pet me, pet me, pet me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I can only imagine. Exactly. Wow. But yeah, well, that was so fun. that's the son of Sam case. Okay, that was good. That was. It was a little scary because it's very close to home for Just us. Just wait till we get to list. Yeah, that I'm not excited for because I took an entire class on that. Did, Did you really? I took a class my freshman year of college. It was a law and order class. I took it because it was law and order. And it was all about, like, crime and stuff like that. And, like, the biggest thing we worked on was the Law and Serial Code. Oh, like, we read a book about so it. So you're going to be and, a like, professional when I tell you. I absolutely don't remember much about it because we had to read a book but, like, she, like, made us do, like, hella work on it, and it, like, became to the point where it wasn't fun anymore, because, yeah. like... I mean, it's still, like... But that on. was one of the major things we worked on. I probably still have the book on it, to really? be honest with you. That's cool. I probably do, yeah. yeah. That one's real scary, because it's like, oh, Ocean Parkway. It's right. Like, don't Literally, beach, if like... you drive there in the dark, it's still scary to me. Yeah. Like, I still don't like it. It's just weird. Yeah. Okay, well... But yeah, so... There we are. <laughs> uh, learned about the Son of Sam today. Yeah. I think that we should start coming up with, like, a question of the day. A question of the or day. A, a note of the episode. Like, if you watch those YouTube videos and they're like, put your favorite whatever in the comments. The comment down below. Right. I would like to have, begin, a spark a conversation. Ooh. Yeah. Spark, I don't know why I'm thinking about this. It's always when I'm tired I get those good you like, get like, ideas. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm very tired today, so I'm, like, getting these good ideas. But yeah, I think we should spark a convo. Okay, so spark a convo. I that's my issue. I have <laughs> the good ideas, but I can't follow through. Um, what would you name your hamster if you had one? True. No. And it came back to me from, from the afterlife. I used to have I used to have pet dragons, like you know those like chameleon dragon things. Like they were like the little tiny tiny like geckos looking things, but they were called gi- dragons. I don't fucking know. Whatever. The point of the story is that I used to be obsessed with them, and it got to the point where literally one died, and my mom just didn't tell me and went out and bought me another one. Wait, you had, like, they were real-life animals? Yeah. What are you talking about? It's, it, I don't remember what they are called. They weren't, they're, like, they look like geckos, but they were called, like, dragons. Bearded dragons? No, those are big. Mine were, like, tiny little things. Geckos. No, I'll ask my mom, but they were definitely called dragons. Like, I remember that. So you killed lizards? I didn't kill them. They died on the natural causes. Sure And my mom did. didn't want me to be upset, so she just brought me, in, brought me another one. So you killed, you're the lizard killer. <sighs> no, I'm not the lizard killer. She just killed, I killed them by accident. Lindsay the lizard killer. I was doing something on my phone right now. Something that pertained to the episode. No, I don't remember at Something all. Something about sparking a conversation of... Yeah, I don't know. Chocolate chip. Let me know if you guys know any serial killers. How about that? Let's let that be our... Imagine. <laughs> How about... What if... If you do remember the Son of Sam case, what do you remember? Oh, like if you're older? If there's anything, like, big that happened. 
you know? My, nobody, like, there's also another thing with this case that, like, nobody remembers it, like, being reopened. Right. Like, nobody. Because nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. Because, right. like, it was talked about, like, Son of Sam case reopened, but, like, just nobody remembers it being right. reopened. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, alright. Well, that's all I got, we got for you guys today. Yeah. Um, we don't really have much conversation, because now we're tired. We're yeah. exhausted. What do I wear tomorrow? That's what I was gonna ask you, if you found out what you were wearing. Yeah. Do you have, like, work pants? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I wear, like, leggings, like, heels and, like, a nice shirt. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. I don't even remember what teachers wore back then. Yeah. Back then. Back in the day. When I went to high school. Maybe. I don't remember. I'll you can wear a dress. Uh, it's getting summertime. What's the weather supposed to be like? I don't know. It is supposed to be 63. Oh my god, Thursday is going to be 66. Is it? Yeah. It's going to make my allergies act up. Yeah, probably. Act a fool up in here. Okay, okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Alright, um, so on that note, follow us on Instagram. FIB podcast. Wow, I forgot tired. for a second. Um, hit us up on Facebook. Futures Bright Pod. Send us an email. Futures Bright Pod at gmail dot com. Um, that's it. No other stuff. Like, comment. Like, comment, share, subscribe, leave us a rating. How have our ratings been doing? I haven't looked. I don't, know. I don't pay attention to that anymore. Well, that's nice. Let's Why, look is real that quick. Bad thing? Should no. I pay attention? No. Oh, let's look. Wow, do we we didn't post an episode last week? No. Oh well, we didn't <laughs> post an episode. I was I. <laughs> we have eleven ratings. It's a five point oh though. Five Hell. out of five. We're not. Po- we're, I'm not posting an episode tomorrow either. I'll post it on Wednesday. Okay. Well, our <laughs> next episode is gonna be uh Wednesday. You know, I thought about that. I was like, I haven't seen it come up like in yeah. my feed yet. Just because I haven't. It's done okay. It. It, it. Let's just say it was finals week for us. And by us, For I mean me. Bridget. <laughs> I, I edited the last episode before that, and it was a shit show and a half. So I just, I couldn't do it again. I need, like, a break in between episodes <laughs> because I can't do it. It takes me so long because I'm so dumb with it. Like, I'm just dumb. So It takes me a long time, but, like, I also do other things while right. I'm... See, I can't do that. Anything. I can't focus. Yeah. Because I zone out, and then I just, I'm like, oh, what happened? And I had to rewind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Bridget's much better at editing, so that's why she sticks to it, but I do help her as much yeah. as I can. Um, so, yeah. I would edit tonight, I just can't because yeah, I get scared. Exhausted. You get scared in the night time? Yeah. Scary. My my baby voice is coming out. It's so scary. <laughs> it's okay. I would do it. Don't worry. I would not be able to do it. I one last time I edited, I was by myself and I was so scared. I edit like, by myself, but usually it's in like the middle. No, of the I was day. home alone. Like nobody was home. Yeah, me oh. too. Well, I get scared. Mine was at nighttime. Yeah. See, I I can't do it at <coughs> night. Like mine was like probably took me two hours. To, Even like, though it's us, like yeah, but still. But yeah, it's scary. Nothing will ever compare to the uh, Robert the Doll that scared me for fucking days. That was like the yeah. yeah. That was a long Thank time you, ago. Robert. But yeah, um, yeah. That was in August. Yep. That almost a year. That's so when, long when was ago. Our first episode because we have to have a year anniversary party. I don't know. I'm looking right now. Let's see if I can find it. I have to scroll. Our first episode is probably, like, 
Let's see. August 20th. Wow. Alright. We have to have a big party then. That's so long ago. Yeah. Isn't that scary? So weird. Well, we've really been doing it. We're doing a thing. Yeah. And look at us. We got mic stands now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Honestly, guys, if you saw this, just wait for us to go outside with the camera oh. on. It's over. It is it's over. over for you bitches. Done. <laughs> Where are we going to be YouTube famous? We quit our jobs. Oh, uh, it's only. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we just rambled on for 20 minutes after I say goodbye. Love it. All right. Well, see you guys later. Bye.